You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, the host of the show. Thanks for tuning in today, Friday. We have finally made it Friday, February the 19th, uh, another another Friday in the books, another week of 2021 coming to an end. Hope you guys have some fun weekend plans. Um, thoughts and prayers to everybody in Texas right now, um, and if you're struggling, um, I'm sorry, and I, I hope it gets better for you, but um, hope uh, this next 15, 20 minutes can provide you with some hope because spring training is back, and it, it, it's official. We had a mailbag on Wednesday. If you missed it, answered some questions for you guys. Very, very good questions. I appreciate it, and ho- hope is through the roof right now for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, I, I, I do apologize. I've been a little bit busy with school. had a couple of exams this week, so I haven't been able to get as much social content out as I would have liked. Um but I've been able to keep up with with um, with the, the happenings, if you will. Um, so next week we're going to go a little bit more in-depth as to what the roster could look like, what some position battles that, that I'm intrigued by. Uh, but so, so today's going to be a little bit more of a general overview of the first couple days of camp. Um, we're going to start you know, offensively, then go to, to the defensive side of things. And, and, or offensively and defensively. I'm, I'm confusing myself. We're going to start with... Excuse me. going to start with... Um, Position players and then go to pitchers. That took a long time to get out. Holy cow! Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. So today will be, be, be a little bit more general, and uh, next week will be a little bit more in depth, um, different battles and things. And I'm looking at right now, or it's looking like rather that I'm going to go back to five shows a week. Uh, for those of you new, post Arenado, um, you know I do three shows a week now. Five shows a week will be coming your way, probably starting March one. Uh, that first week of March, I think March one is a Monday if I remember correctly, but so we're looking for. I look forward to that. I hope you guys do as well. If you guys have any content uh, suggestions, and I'll be, I'll be short of nothing with, with spring training and so many different things to break down. But if you guys have anything you guys really want to hear, as always, email is open lockedoncards at gmail.com as well as the social media accounts locked on or l o underscore cardinals on Twitter and Instagram. And LJ Fastball is my Twitter. And again, hoping to get more content out um, as I learn how to cope with school and manage my time effectively there. Um, but but let's go ahead and get get into it. Let, let, let's start defensively. Um, you know, if, if you go around the horn, if you will, things are mostly set, if not completely set, on the infield. Yaya's going to catch. Goldie's going to be at first. Edmonds at second. DeYoung's at short. And Arnado at third. And by the way, Arnado showing up early to camp and being in that Cardinal red was a sight to see for multitude of reasons. Just to see no more Photoshop, no more editing, no more predictions. Arnado's there. He's in Cardinal Red. He's wearing the STL. He's wearing the birds on the bat. Oh, glorious! It 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 fit the theme of, of the hope that we're seeing right now in the Cardinals camp. Of things are looking up for the Cardinals internally. If, if you know this team, you, in my opinion, you got to be feeling really good. And the, the sight of Nolan Arnado in Cardinal Red um, was gorgeous. Love to see that. So. That, that, that's just a side note on, on, on Nolan. But the outfield, again, is a little bit more in question with four, five, six guys, maybe, depending on how you cut it, um, bidding for, for those three spots. You, you know, we talk about it a lot. Carlson, O'Neill, Thomas, Bader, 
Justin Williams, I think, can throw his hat in the ring. I, I've been impressed with, with his numbers uh, in, in the minors and foreign leagues. So, you know, defensively, like I said on the infield, you pretty much said the outfield is what's intriguing overall. A couple of notes on the infield, though, also thought it was very interesting that Nolan Gorman reported early and is getting reps at second base. That is the, the reports right now, and that he's really gearing up to be the second baseman of the future for St. Louis. I mean, that's going to be a pretty powerful second base second baseman if he's able to live up to the hype and is um, is able to showcase the power that that he has at the major league level. I don't anticipate him playing second base anytime soon. Uh, next year, maybe twenty twenty three, probably more like it. But just did that drive that that he, that that young guy has just you know the, the desire to play, change positions, you know. You would think as a highly touted prospect that he wouldn't want to change positions and he would be disheartened by the Nolan Arenado trade and the Cardinals getting their third baseman for the foreseeable future. Um, but it, it's good to see Nolan, um, good to see Nolan with that take that initiative and go to second base. And also, a quick note that I glanced over for somehow on Nolan is him, you know, saying I think it was an, I forget who was the interview with, but it was going around um, social media saying that he is going. Doesn't see himself opting out. Going to be a Cardinal to the end. Once again, things you absolutely love to hear, love to see, love to think about, love to have on your side as a St. Louis Cardinal fan, knowing or at least feeling that Nolan Arenado is not going anywhere anytime soon. So between Nolan Gorman and Nolan Arenado, the Cardinals seem to have two Nolans that will anchor the um, anchor the lineup for a handful of years here once Gorman gets up. So. So I mean that really I mean and, and again the other only other thing two other things on the infield that I'll talk about is, is Andrew Kisner seems to be a backup again uh, with, with Yadi and you know obviously I'm happy that Yadi's here but you, you got to wonder how much are you wasting if you know you got to wonder first of all if you are wasting and then secondly how much are you wasting Andrew Kisner by sitting him all this time I think you're you're wasting a lot because I think Kisner has the ability to be really really good but that's just me might never know because he might, you know, the growth might have been stunted now by playing another year as backup to the great Yadier Molina, which, by the way, was also great to see him in the Cardinal red. Um, but, you know, food for thought, and you would, you would imagine that Kisner w- would, um, w- would bridge the gap between the Molina era and the Herrera era, uh, Ivan Herrera, as... Um, Many people think that Herrera is the next catcher of the future for St. Louis. Cardinals have had some pretty good catching prospects in years past. You know, for having a catcher as great as Yachty, you've got Carson Kelly, that was highly touted, Kisner and Herrera uh, recently as well. So uh, the other infield note is Matt Carpenter. Where does he fit in? Because he was going to be the starting third baseman, and now he's (laughs) not at all. Um... And you just wonder where he's going to fit in with no DH. And that, I mean, that was really going to be the position for Matt Carpenter in terms of this infield. I think the only way Carpenter does start is if he hits a ton and Edmund hits nothing and you throw Carpenter in at second base. Because Nolan Arnato's not moving, Carpenter doesn't play short, and Paul Goldschmidt's not moving. So pending injury, that's three out of four spots that are taken up with the spots that Carpenter can play. Schilt shut down Carpenter playing in the outfield. John Mozeliak was quoted um, in a general um, sense saying, there's an old adage in baseball, if you hit, you play. And so I think we have to approach this camp being very open-minded to that. 
Um, and he also said that I thought that was interesting that according to an article by Zach Silver on MLB.com, said that he reached out to Carpenter before the trade was made official and that Carpenter's response was was positive and appreciated of, of the talent. Um, and, you know, that, that, that it was very positive considering that Arnado was going to take Carpenter's spot. But the only way I see Carpenter playing is injury to Arnado or Goldschmidt, knock on wood, or Tommy Edmond just plain not hitting this spring and Carpenter giving another go at second base. As much as I love Matt Carpenter, or at least love the person of Matt Carpenter, I don't want to see him playing second base because that means something has gone wrong, most likely. Just because I, I don't see him being a better option at second over Tommy Edmond at this point in his career. Hasn't played second base full-time since 2013 when he first came up. It's a long time ago. So there are a couple of intriguing battles that, that I'll, I'll break down and, and talk about more next week. But that's that's the general overview uh, of the infield. And again, right now, spring training, everybody is hopeful. Every team, no matter who you are. Um, but the Cardinals, I think, especially have plenty of reason to be hopeful on that. So that, that that's the offensive side of things. And then we'll, we'll look at the mound the pitching side of things when we come back after the word from our incredible sponsors bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football might be over but the nba college basketball and nhl are in full swing and baseball is just around the corner bet online even covers awards tv shows and reality tv they have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds that you need to know it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And that promo code to receive that 50% welcome bonus, locked on. Once again, for your 50% welcome bonus, if you like free money, this promo code will be very useful for you. Use the promo code locked on at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We've got a flash sale going on right now at Built Bar. It's on the Coconut Puff Bar. L- luscious chocolate, soft marshmallow made with premium collagen protein blend. 16 grams of protein, 130 calories, only 6 grams of sugar, gluten-free, preservative-free, and this is for a limited time only. It's a one-day sale. Today, Friday, February 18th, is the one day they're selling the delicious Coconut Puff bar with luscious chocolate and soft marshmallow. One day sale, so order now. Head over to BuiltBar.com for this flash sale of incredible coconut puff bar. You can also enter the promo code Locked On for other orders to receive 20% off welcome bonus. Once again, flash sale on the coconut puff bar for your Built Bar right now at BuiltBar.com. Once again, this will be my last show of the week. It is Friday. Be sure to stay tuned for shows next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday most likely, but for sure Monday is break down some positional battles that I like, uh, that I'm keeping my eye on rather. Uh, on the mound, it's, it's intriguing for a couple different reasons. Again, pending injury, I think the starting rotation is pretty much set for the most part. You're going to have Flaherty, Michaelis, Kim, Wainwright, and Carlos Martinez, most likely, and he, he seems to have felt good. He talked about that the COVID-19 
uh, really, you know, shelved him for a little bit, if you will. So that kind of stunted his his ability to play. Pitch well, excuse me, last year. So optimism is up across the board right now um, for for the St. Louis Cardinals. And specifically when you're talking about Carlos Martinez, I understand that the optimism has been there before and injuries have happened. Things have gone wrong. He hasn't been able to pull it all together, but from the highlights that I've seen from the winter ball that he was playing and from you know what I'm reading and the optimism that everybody's showing, and again, optimism is optimism. It's not results, and I get that, and especially when we're talking about a guy like Carlos Martinez where the optimism has been there before. I, I get it. it. It can get old. You might not trust him. I'm really high on Carlos Martinez. I think that he's going to be able to put at least a little bit more of it together here in 2020-2021. Excuse me, 2021. I just, w- w- with what he was able to, you know, obviously he wasn't perfect in the winter ball. There, there were, were some spot starts that were bad, but I just, I, I don't know. There's just, there's just a feeling about him that I have confidence in him going into 2021. That said... This is definitely a make-or-break year for Carlos. I don't think that he deserves another shot after this. You know, there there is a line that I'll draw in the sand, if you will. But if he's able to to step up and perform, that is huge for this rotation, because that takes a huge question mark out of it. Now that said, with that fi- that set five rotation, you've got question marks for a guy like Jake Woodford. Does he start in AAA to get more playing t- to get uh, more starting opportunities? Daniel Ponce de Leon, do you keep him in the major leagues because he's definitely a major league talent? And then do you just groom him to be more of a bullpen guy? I think Ponce de Leon is a little bit more of a long reliever, anyways. Um, maybe not necessarily a starter, seeing guys two, th- three, four times a- around, just because he relies so heavily on that fastball. So I'd like to see him in the bullpen. Speaking of the bullpen, you've got a plethora of options for who you want closing your ballgames. I think Giovanni Gallegos is slept on massively, both in Cardinal Nation and in the grand scheme of Major League Baseball. I really, really am a fan of Giovanni Gallegos. I think he's earned the closer spot. I really do. As much um, as electric stuff and prototypical closer stuff that Jordan Hicks might have, I'm giving Giovanni Gallegos the ball in the ninth right now. Again, it's February, but still. Especially with Hicks coming back from Tommy John, you don't know what you're going to get right away. Cardinals have said they're going to ease him into to 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 the throwing program and, and just to baseball in general. But and then you've also got guys like Alex Reyes who who has electric stuff out of the bullpen that could close. I think they're going to monitor his workload more so really than anybody else right now based on the reports that are coming out. Henezes Cabrera has electric stuff coming out of the bullpen as a left-hander. John Gant is good at baseball. <laughs> he was trending on Twitter because he's really good at baseball. You've got guys that can close for St. Louis. Andrew Miller hasn't been talked about a lot. I didn't even reference him until right now. As you, If you've been listening, you know. <laughs> I think he, he could be solid. Not necessarily a closer candidate. Same thing with Gant, but I do think that Miller can be solid. And the thing is, too, with the exception of Miller... Gallegos and Hicks, all these guys have been starters in the past and could <laughs> want the opportunity to start and could bid for a starting spot. So you've got guys that can fill a bunch of different roles. And again, you've got a ton of depth on this team in the pitching staff. Matthew Liebertor could be a dark horse for a major league camp spot. Maybe. Zach Thompson has been talked about for a while as a highly touted prospect, left-hander. 
You've got guys that can fill many spots and plenty of depth in the pitching staff. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. This pitching staff may not be full of the top-tier names. They're not going to make a lot of preseason top 10 lists. We've seen it. They haven't. They're not going to make a lot of top 100 lists. We've seen it. They haven't. But mark my words, this pitching staff is good. It is good. When you compare it to the Central, when you compare it to the National League, when you compare it to the Major Leagues, this pitching staff is good. I love the depth that the Cardinals staff has, and I think it's going to be one of, if not the strong suit for the Cardinals in 2021. It's going to be an exciting year. I, I really do think that, and as the title of this show is called, and it's a saying that goes back a long time, hope springs eternal. A lot of hope right now in the Cardinals spring training camp, and for good reason. For good reason. So that's going to just about do it um, for this Friday episode. And as you know, I've got you covered for everything you need to know about the Cardinals. But if you want to know about the rest of sports, Locked On Podcast Network, again, has you covered with Locked On Today. Hosted by the great Peter Bukowski and all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On MLB host Sully was on there recently. So another podcast for you guys to listen to. Once again, Thoughts and prayers out to everybody in Texas and everybody else. anybody else who's having a, a rough time, rough weekend. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed this last 15, 20 minutes of Cardinal Baseball Talk. Email me, LockedOnCards at gmail.com with any other thoughts, comments, complaints. Subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic Friday. Thank you.